Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Playing the Field. Is it, should we call this one the Valentine's Day special? Um, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't you know. don't think there's a tons of tons of couples out there listening to Playing the Field? I don't right know about now? couples. I, you know? I mean, one of the first things I think of when I think of Playing the Field are couples and love, you know? <laughs> yes. Love sports! Sports podcasting. All right. Very romantic. Uh, anyway... We have a guest in today. Our good friend Jack Brady is joining the show. Say hi to the folks, Jack. Hello, everybody. Uh, we, he is a Knicks expert and a, a Saints sympathizer. It's uh, a great way to put it. <laughs> one of the one of the only sports fans I know that doesn't like have one set city that he roots for. Like, That's true. All the three. Yeah, teams you're a little up. all over the place. I'm a little, like, all over oh, the place. Little New Orleans, little New York, little this, little that. <laughs> It's, it means he's a true fan. Like it means, like he's just like, oh, I like this team, and I'm sticking with them. That's like, true. That's absolutely true. I mean, Frank's a little bit. Frank, Frank's a Bucks fan. And yeah, that's just random, though. I yeah. think that's just a Giannis. <laughs> I don't think he roots just for like, anything else. Yeah, I think that's like just if, it. If Giannis was not on the Bucks, I don't know. If he yeah, that's true. He's just a Giannis like, fan. That makes me angry. I hate the. I don't like people when people are like, oh, I'm Le- I'm a LeBron fan. Like, I mean, it's better than, like, pretending they've been, like, a fan of that team for forever. Like, it's better to Yeah, yeah, it's better than a bandwagon. It's yeah, better yeah. to admit that you are a bandwagon. Than to, to be, like, deny, a closet yeah. bandwagoner. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> um, all right, let's break into it today. So the first thing we have on the docket is I just want – we obviously got to react to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, crazy game. Uh, I just want to say last week I said that Tom Brady always beats – the good quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, and whether yeah, it was so what Tom do you think Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady's doing or not? It Ricky had the theory last week that Tom Brady was had better odds because he was playing a good quarterback, <clears throat> so he had a better chance to win because he was playing a great QB. Um, <laughs> I no, I think there's, I think there's some truth. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean yeah, you're, the statement is hilarious, but face, the yeah. but the the truth about that is, you know, they went. Seven and five to start the season. I want to say, maybe six and five to start the season, and then they finished the season winning seven in a row, and then they didn't lose in the playoffs. So I mean, when it comes down to it, when Tom Brady needs to win, he he just does sort of win. I know, I know. Um, and yes, Ricky is right when he's playing quarterbacks that have something to do with his legacy. He tends to step up, yeah, and play play better in a huge way. Um. Yeah, the only thing that I didn't like from the game, I just didn't like that the Chiefs weren't able to put anything on the table, really. Like, I, mean, uh, I might as well have been have out there at tackle protecting Patrick. It Mahomes, is tough like. when two backup tackles. That's like the two <laughs> most important positions, probably, yeah. oh, other yeah. than quarterback. And it, and they were up against a, uh, a pretty uh, pretty stout D-line, too, yeah. which didn't help that things. That D-line is monster. That team is monstrous. Some people think that like healthy. Shaquille Barrett should have been the MVP because of how often he, he was did. getting through. Yeah, you know? he did. He did go off. Um, I mean, that the thing is though is like, it's tough to give it to one person, uh, yeah, right? Like, it's always the quarterback. It's all really, yeah. It always is. Not the quarterback. I Unless, I did think that if Gronk got that breakaway when he was running up the middle yeah, and he got yeah. tripped up, if he scored that third touchdown, I thought he would have got the MVP. Yeah, maybe coming maybe, back for three touchdowns as a I tight think, end. I think yeah, but he didn't. He wouldn't crack like a hundred yards. He would have if he broke away. He was like seventy uh, yards. That would have been an extra twenty to get into the end zone. Maybe then, yeah. It's definitely possible. 
90 yards, three touchdowns. I don't well, know. You know, it's the NFL. They don't care about other offensive positions besides the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just tough. Like, I it, mean, it also bothered me. It bothered me how how second how many second chances they just kept giving to the Bucks. It's like, yeah. if we learn one thing, yeah. wh- like what are we? You know, why are we committing these stupid holding penalties, going offsides on fourth and five? On like they just weren't ready. It was like they yeah the the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs came into the game a little like oh we we beat them last time we can win and we're the defending champs and they got a little cocky. Also, like I feel like. You know how Patrick Mahomes is always able to extend a, extend the play, get something like yeah. He uh, he'll often make something out of nothing. The Chiefs receivers really weren't picking up the slack on not. that end. Yeah. Like he would roll out of the pocket and they would just get drops. Like even Kelsey. Kelsey like, dropped a pass. Yeah. Crazy. You remember it was like the first quarter. Mahomes threw that bomb on the run to um, Tyreek. Yeah. Hit him in the helmet. I I, I said it. to him as I was watching, I was like, those are the two greatest. Incomplete passes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Where Mahomes is just like, yeah, he's rolling absolutely. back, <laughs> making people miss. He's probably backed up. How many? He probably he, backed he, up. Yeah, he no, backs up like ten yards. more yards. Right. Like, <laughs> he's, he's like twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like I, I've never. That was just the poor guy. I mean, it's tough. But I mean, I'm, I'm kind of happy that he lost because it's too early in his career for us to be Here's my question. like a goat, you know. Uh, yeah, it's way too early. Yeah. yeah, so in that realm I'm happy he didn't win. Yeah. It's you're too young too for early. us to be like, like oh, just, he's going to get him. He just started playing nickel with Vita cuz now that he's back, he wasn't there the first time they played. I know. Like what are you going to do if they just, you know, bring in an extra DB and make you win through tough years? I yeah, I didn't even realize how like they had Vita Vea and Nadamakin Sue that they could switch off yeah. at D tackle. And they had Steve McClendon, who's not horrible. Like he's like a nice third string D tackle to have. <laughs> like an elite like... third string, yeah. So yeah, I think I think you might be right where the Bucks were just kind of a better team. I mean even the receivers I mean, certainly played like Patrick it. Mahomes makes plays that no one on this planet can make. Like I know. Um there's no there's nobody that was gonna beat the Bucks with that Chiefs team. Like, if Patrick Mahomes couldn't do that, like, Aaron Rodgers couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't think Rodgers could have. No, like, nobody could have beaten that team with that Chiefs, like, O-line. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't think that there was another team that was good enough to make it if that they just got, like, upset or Especially something. Especially because, like, who... Was there anybody hurt on the Bucks? Like, did anyone key not play for the Bucks? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think they were full like, health. They just yeah. got Vita Vea back, like, right like, when they needed to play. Yeah, yeah. like... And I, I also wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Pat Mahomes looked hurt. Yeah, yeah he, had, he, had that, he had a messed up foot. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be Another surprised if he gets factor. surgery he, in the yeah. offseason. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think regardless, though, the Chiefs just didn't play very well. I mean, even with all the factors, they just did not play very well, regardless. I mean, it was pretty yeah. boring overall. I know, I know. That's was pretty I boring. Was... Yeah. Like the commercials weren't great, you know. Like <laughs> I, that's what I cared about. The halftime show was okay. The weekend was halftime, good. Yeah, the halftime show was, was all right. very yeah. good. That's true. That that has a potential to get bad. I was know. indeed blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> I really like him. I think he's awesome. But moving on slightly, ever so slightly, after this Super Bowl aftermath, what's the uh, what's the newest Bill versus Tom? scenarios here do yeah we, do we discredit bill belichick is he the worst what do you think what do you is think? he the worst coach of all time <laughs> um oh i think there's a couple things 
when I saw this on the when you sent me the, I was interested because this is interesting. I think Tom, I think it's 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 in Tom's favor for sure. I mean, he just won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. He's but I I don't think anybody ever should have doubted that Tom Brady. Even if he hadn't made it to the Super Bowl this year and had gotten to the NFC Championship and lost to the Packers, mm-hmm. like you still, he still succeeded. Yeah, like it's yeah. not like it's not like they didn't do anything. But I think that Bill Belichick. What's interesting is, you know, the Patriots weren't a good team this year. I, I it doesn't matter how you look at it; they weren't a good team. But the problem is, is the reason that they weren't a good team is because Bill Belichick apparently doesn't like talent a little. Like, like he's like, oh, you're talented. Oh, that means you don't work hard. Okay, go. Get out I mean, of my the face. three the three receivers on the team are Nikhil Harry, who is maybe the worst route runner in the NFL. He was a big swing and miss. Big yeah, swing huge and swing miss. and miss. Jacoby Myers, who was a quarterback. Was a quarterback. <laughs> For a great touchdown pass. Yeah. We were, we were working out some cool things where they throw him the ball and he throws it <laughs> yeah. downfield. He's and, better than Cam. And Julian Edelman. Yeah. Who, who is got hurt. Who is good. <laughs> got hurt. Who is good, but is also <laughs> old and got hurt. Yeah. So you can't really say that Belichick isn't still good at what he does. Also a quarterback, Julian Edelman. Yeah. yeah. It, you can't say that Belichick has lost the Tom Brady battle because they have no talent on that team. Yeah, I know. How was that team? That team went 2-14. and 14. I would have been like, I mean, okay. Yeah. The fact that they won seven games is pretty mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like They basically took a team, and, and this is why I think people— there's been some— Serious Bill slander now that like people are saying it's over, it's open and shut. I'm like, hold the phone. The Patriots were also the most affected by the COVID opt-outs. They had eight starters, starters on their defense opt-out. They had like uh, over 20 people total on their roster opt-out from the season, which obviously severely severely hurts them. Uh, we, we talked about the receiving core. And then there's Cam Newton, who was just uh, like... I, I don't understand. There's there's a huge Cam Newton support team out there. And it's like, I just, it's hard for me to to blame the receivers when Cam Newton toward the end of this year was throwing, like they were designing these short screen passes for him. And they were getting picked off and taking back for touchdowns. Well, I think, I, well, first of all, I think, you know, I think people are a little too hard on Cam because I he's so hurt and yeah. like he's hurt beyond all hurt. Like he's not. Oh yeah, he's been beat up. He's That's not coming sure, back. Yeah. Like the shoulder is not the coming back. Toast. So he's throwing on a shoulder that is gone, which is like that's almost impossible. But I think what this year shows is the reason Brady left. Brady left because he was looking around like, who am I throwing to? Yeah, yeah. And and I think Cam did experience that a little, where you're like, who. Who am I throwing to? Like, there's really nobody on the team where I'm like, you need a guy. Like, you really do need a guy if you're going to be a successful team. And the Bucks have four. Yeah. Chris yeah. Godwin is fantastic. All Mike pro. Evans, yeah. Antonio Brown as a third option is absurd. Dumb. And then Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller was oh. good. I would take Scotty Miller over any of the receivers on the Patriots, and that's why Brady was like, "Yeah, I'm not going. In. I'm not coming back to New England. I need." It's the same thing with. If we're going to compare it, it's the same idea with LeBron. The reason that LeBron can, is so successful right now is because his team is one of the best overall teams that he's ever had. So he yeah. can really, really thrive with everybody on the court. He doesn't need to do everything. 
which is the same with Brady. He finally was had two running backs and four guys he could throw to, and it. I mean, it worked. It no, I, I agree that that Belichick is. I think Belichick is more at fault for their demise because I think he never gave him the re- the respect. And like, I see both angles of this. Right, the angle of Tom Brady is, I've won you five plus Super Bowls. How come you still treat me like a scrub right. that's coming off the practice squad? The Bill Belichick angle is, um, like, we what we had is working. Why are we going to change how we treat players? Like, I'm not going to treat you like a king. But I, you know, because I, you do your job well. There's a lot of players on this team that do their job well. Yeah, I think um, I think that's true. But I also think, but at, where the I think where the sorry, just to finish yeah, the thought, um, I think where the problems lie is really Belichick as a GM. Because Brady has always been taking the pay cuts throughout his career, and Belichick has not filled that role of making sure he has supreme talent that he can pay for. I would. I mean, I, I talked last week about there there were some great players that that has played for Tom Brady. I mean, no, I, absolutely. Yeah. But that, but and I'm not talking about specifically in the past. I mean specifically, they lost to the Titans, right? Yeah. You go play in New England, you play the Titans, you lose. And the big reason you they lost that game is because he really didn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. Like the, yeah. I mean, he was running around with it was just Tom Brady and nobody. Right. And the defense. The defense carried him the whole year. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And even the defense was getting a little tired toward the end of the year. Right. And were, then you yeah. go into the offseason and the Patriots do nothing. So if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, we just lost to the Titans, specifically because we had no offensive talent. Yeah. And we're not going to add no any tight end either, yeah. and no tight end. We're not going to add any offensive. Th- oh, yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go play with which yeah, three so great receivers. I get that. Just just to tie it into to Cam, I was I was watching like I really watched him. I watched him more than a lot of people um just cuz I'm a Pats fan. He was he was making throws that just that weren't even anywhere near anybody. Like they were 5 feet over the heads of the, of, of anybody in the vicinity. He was picked off all the time, and and he really didn't have have a big quarterback role. His role was more of a runner, and it's like even on a hail mary, he couldn't throw the ball forty five yards into the end zone on a hail mary play. It's just I I I sympathize with him, but he's just I don't think he's a caliber quarterback to have on a team. I mean, I just don't I don't think his shoulder can throw. Anymore. Right, so that would be a significant hindrance to a head coach that's trying to prove something, right? You know, like. No, I'm I'm not putting any blame. I'm not putting any blame on how the season went on Belichick. I'm I'm more just pointing out that it was very clear why Tom Brady left. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been listening to this and I kind of see. I I think anybody who's listened knows I am pro Tom Brady in this divorce. Yeah, I. I mean, honestly, I just have my own thing for New England teams, and Andrew knows that. Yep. 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 But, and going back to what you said about how Bill Belichick didn't always utilize Tom Brady's pay cuts efficiently. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady hasn't been on, like, a bad roster until last year. That's a fair point. I don't... I don't think you can say that. Was Tom Brady a little too antsy? Like, like I don't. I think you can honestly like give it like a, a very even split on who wins because 
I mean, we saw last year what happens when Tom Brady plays without talent. They get bounced in the wild card by Derrick Henry. Yeah. But before that, they've they've when when was the last time the Patriots had like a bad defense with Tom Brady? Very true. They always have great special teams. Like, always. Never, like, Steven Gostowski was our kicker for years. Phenomenal. Like these are all. And um, like my my thing is is like. That's a lot of those teams aren't winning with without Tom Brady because like on the offensive side they they would need Tom Brady. Yeah. But Tom Brady is not the goat without Belichick because some of those defenses were the reason he won Super Bowls. How many close Super Bowls did he win because his defense was able to stop his first Super Bowl? He beat Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, that's way back. Yeah. Yeah, but like. They were known as the greatest show on turf. That offense was insane. Yeah. And they and won. Bill Belichick. Because of a defense and a quarterback that knew his system. Like, I don't... The more I listen, the more I listen to this argument, the more I think that you really can't go one way or the other. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And, and I'd like to inform you, there's like a civil war in New England. Some people think that... Tom Brady won us six Super Bowls. You should root for him in Tampa Bay. And some people don't. And the other people are like, he left us. Right. Why we were, you know, and they root against him. Right. You know, so it's like it happens with everybody. Yeah, I will, yeah. I will say though, I think Bill Belichick should have treated Tom Brady better than his other players. Yeah, and I think, but I think the the Bill side of the argument, which I think you covered well, is exactly what you were saying. It's like I've gotten you. So many, like, I've gotten you a lot of players throughout the years. We've always had good defenses. We've always had good special teams. We have one season where we're kind of lacking in the offensive hands department, and we have a phenomenal defense, and you want out, you know? I think that's true, but he's also 42. Yeah. So yeah. At, some, at some level, if, at some level, he can't keep, I mean, he only, I, I mean, he, like, yeah, I guess he could play until he's 50, but I would bet he has two, three more years in him. Which is amazing as it is. I know. Yeah. And then he'll retire. That would be my guess. I and I think years, I yeah. think I do think it might be if he was younger, it might have been a little unfair for him to be antsy about the talent on the team. But because you're forty two, you have he only's got he's only got four you may yeah, as well go he, somewhere where you can win right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the Patriots, if he goes back to New England, it's, you it's, maybe go nine and seven. Right. And and Belichick hasn't necessarily had the faith in him long term. Remember he wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and Brady had to go over his head. And I totally blame Belichick another, for that. Though. Another thing is like, I feel like a lot of the Patriots' offense in like the 2010s has been like, if you're not doubling Gronk, we're gonna throw it to him. So they do, and then like you have all these one-on-one matchups on the outside, which Brady can diagnose and pick out which one he wants. Which is why you kind of able to get away with mediocre receivers because like unless you're facing like a Legion of Boom type team. Yeah. You can get away with throwing your slant to Brandon LaFell when they're not pressing him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or you can get true. away with Amendola and Julian Edelman just running like zigs and zags with five yards away from the line of scrimmage because you have Gronk the, just occupying, just all occupying the yeah. multiple linebackers and safeties' attention running up the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Gronk, yeah, I think you're right. I think Gronk played a huge role in that too. And I, I don't think <laughs> Belichick realized how big of a role he had in that offensive system. 
You could be because right. I think he would have done more to keep Gronk around and keep Gronk happy if he had realized. Because like last last year when he was on when Brady was on the Patriots for his last year, Gronk wasn't there. If I remember correctly, yeah, he right? retired because he got traded to the Lions. Exactly, <laughs> he got traded to the Lions as I like, would. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm Bye. retiring. Yeah. And then that offense just went to shit in one year completely. Yeah. I know. Even the year before, the offense wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You lose Gronk, it's done. Like I, that's the only way you can get away with having like a mediocre receiving core. Like I would go on to argue that the Niners' receiving core is okay, but we have George Kittle. So you yeah. have to play one-on-one coverage That's on Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Makes it easier for guys like Jimmy G to... Because, like, yeah. you're not... If we don't have Kittle and you, like, double a guy like Debo or double a guy like Ayuk, they're not, like, mossing anyone. They're, like, 5'11", 6 feet. They're, like, mm-hmm. rat guys, you know? But I'm not expecting him to jump over and make, like, a one-handed Odell over someone. Right, right, right. Um, just, just in terms of philosophy, there was something interesting that I saw... Um, I mean, I could talk about this for like 45 minutes, but like to, to wrap up, like Arians was saying that Gronk had never had a day off in, in his life. And Bruce Arians was giving Gronk days off all the time. You know, like, do you think Belichick's a little too harsh? At one, time, at one point... I think Bruce Arians is like the exact opposite of Bill Belichick yeah, in terms of coaching philosophy. Like, I, I think it's the, you know, it's just the way... Look, he won six Super Bowls. Yeah. So if it works, it works. But at some point... You know, you're going to lose players. But the thing about the Patriots is if Bill Belichick keeps coaching, they'll get there. They will. That's, yeah. that's good what enough. I'm saying. They'll get he there. He is going to come back. I think. Yeah. I think even, Cam, is... even if it's Cam Newton, I hope it's not, but even if it is Cam Newton, another year into the system. No, they'll get there. I will say, before Brady left, there was a lot of talk about Bill and Tom riding off in the sunset together in like a couple years. You guys are going to have Bill for a lot longer now because he's pissed off. I think that's true. It's possible. An angry Bill Belichick? That's not a Bill Belichick I want to run into. Um, All right. Speaking of angry people, should we talk J.J. Watt, Russell Wilson? Yeah, there's a lot of angry people out there. A lot. Let's go Russell Wilson first just because of quarterbacks. Okay, so Russell Wilson is by far, like, the most hit quarterback in the last, like, three years of football, if I remember. Like remember correctly, right? It's like not even close. It's not close. I want to say like in the last like five seasons, he's been sacked over three hundred times. I think that's correct. That's absurd. Yeah. yeah, and it's not even close. So, if I don't know what the Seahawks cap looks like, first off, but it's we 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 identified this pattern last week where a lot of times quarterbacks with large contracts won't win because of the lack of offensive yeah. talent. Right, and offensive linemen costs a lot of money. Yeah, so if I'm Russ, right, and I'm going to talk about, didn't he just sign an extension? He did, yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like you're going to just sign this extension. That's a great be point. Mad about that's a great point. Offensive linemen, like, were that you were thinking about this like that much, you would have taken a pay cut. With your, I I don't know, because that's his livelihood. It's football. It's dangerous. I think, I think a couple things. I think one, I I think Pete Carroll needs to get an offensive coordinator because the last couple of years that I've seen, he really doesn't know how to run an offensive yeah. system anymore. Like he really just doesn't. Like he he like it's baffling how much he goes in between literally just letting Russell we- Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson throw any pass just straight the whole game he throws 45 passes he does whatever he wants and then the next game Chris Carson gets the ball 24 times and I'm like how 
How, how did work? you balance between that? So that's the first thing. They need to get somebody who can really run that offense. But the other thing that's true is I understand his frustration because the Seahawks are a good enough team to win right now. They have a defense that is good enough. Absolutely. They have a quarterback who is one of the top quarterbacks in the league. They have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, who are two. DK Metcalf is maybe top three next year. The only thing that I said about him is that he does have a tendency to drop passes. But I think that will get better as he gets older. Agreed. And his... His other elements are so oh, so far beyond. And yeah. you have Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, who, yeah, not best top-tier running backs. Oh, I love Chris Carson. good enough running backs. I think he's a top-10 running a good, back, in my opinion. I think he's top-15. But it, but it doesn't matter. He's good enough for Russell Wilson's caliber, right? Yeah. So if you are the Seahawks, you should be trading draft picks for offensive linemen. Like, what draft picks? I mean, I they know. traded them for the They ball gave them all up to yeah, the ball. <laughs> I know, which was poor. We know that was poor. The Jets did something right, mind blowing. I know, but the um, <laughs> but they well the Jets the Jets are on the up and up right now. But they, you know, I think you, if you're the Seahawks, I understand Russell Wilson's frustration, and you need to find a way to get me protected. Yeah. Like we, the team that we have should be winning games, should be winning playoff games and yeah. being in Super Bowl contention. Should and be they're losing s- to Jared Goff. They are stuck losing to Jared Goff. Who? How <laughs> right was I about Jared Goff? But they. No, we knew we. Were- yeah. But I I understand the frustration. I think I think when you're in a position like Russell Wilson where you are the face of that franchise. If Russell Wilson is not a Seattle Seahawk, they're 6 and 10. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think. So, if I understand you're in the position where it's the same as Deshaun Watson where you can be like, "Hey, like I'm the reason I'm like 50% of the maybe more than 50% of the reason you guys are even good. Yeah. Like yeah. you need to protect me so that we stay good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I, yeah. Is there a single pro all pro on that O line at no. all? I don't Remember like Dwayne there's, Brown I don't think there's a single name that I know a lot better, but he's old as hell now. Like, yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's a single name that I know on that line. Yeah, so the only O lineman I know from the Seahawks is Chad Wheeler. And that's not because he's a good O lineman. No. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing that's true about that is, I mean, I don't know how many Seahawks games I've watched where, you know, and this is part Pete Carroll, part offensive line, but two run plays, they get one yard out of two run plays, third and nine, and right. Russell Wilson has to make something happen. Yeah. yeah. And he's like running all over the place, and then he's got to either scramble or, I mean, if they had even a, a decent offensive line, that team is Super Bowl contention immediately. I agree. Yeah. The thing about Russ is like, we haven't – we've all – throughout his whole career since he's been drafted, we've watched Russ kind of do the whole scrambling improviser thing, and that wasn't like a big thing back when he came in. Yeah, I – I don't – if I'm Russ, right, it's fine in the beginning, you know, I'm just getting my chops in the NFL. I'm – what is he now, like 32? 30? Yeah, something like that. I'm 30. I – I don't want to run around the pocket anymore because, for one thing, he hasn't had a major injury yet, but running out of the pocket for that long with that career, someone cracks you at some point, you're going down. Yeah, he's 32. 32. Yeah. Like, So what do you do? You're Seattle Seahawks. What do you do? I mean... You have no draft picks for the next two years. Yeah, they are in a tough position because of the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, like, I'm just, I'm just saying that if, if your quarterback's frustrated right now, 
I don't see it getting dramatically better in the next two years, and then you may have a really bad situation on your hands. Maybe there's like an old quality tackle you could trade for. Someone Trent who... Williams. Hey, <laughs> they can't afford him, right? No, you know, I might, think we might be able to pay him. Really? Yeah. I I do think you the most likely scenario is they run it back this year. That yeah. would be my guess. I know. Um, and then they go from there. That would be my guess. I, I, like, yeah, you may have to give up like a twenty twenty four and yeah. a twenty twenty six and get someone. Yeah. If unlike it, Houston, who is just a total dumpster fire. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's another thing. Like if, if I'm Nick Casario, I don't know what the heck. Like how do you manage that? Well, the I Deshaun mean, Watson wants out. JJ Watts gone. But here's the thing. It's all Houston's fault. No, yeah, it is. like yeah. no, no one. But it's no. not Casario's fault though. That's no, no, I know, agreed. But he knew what he was stepping yeah, in. Yeah, no, he wasn't like stepping in. Like, oh, it's fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe Deshaun will stay. I don't know. I, you don't think that that was a that JJ Watt Deshaun Watson was a like and Will Fuller and those guys was I mean, a huge reason why he took well, the job. Will oh, no, 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 a free agent. I'm sure it was, but he, the headlines were out there. Like everybody uh, knew they, they were frustrated. They weren't very well run. Right. Yeah. So he knew he was stepping into the I have to either convince them to stay or get them out. That yeah. he knew or that he was like, walking into that. Yeah. But it but Bill O'Brien did a horrible job. I mean they're I mean Best coach. They're of all paying time. for what they did. They I mean, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for a old running back who wasn't very good. And a Brandon Cooks receiver that said seven concussions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they basically said to Deshaun Watson, we don't want to win right now. Yeah, I mean, essentially. Also, the fact that so I, I'm just like, I I would just keep him. I, I like. <laughs> I still don't get like he's not gonna play. Like that's yeah. You're that, just gonna waste this guy's career. So I, my philosophy is nothing? if you had your draft picks, what you could do is is you could even if Deshaun Watson sits out, you could say go ahead, sit out. We lose a bunch of games. We get great draft picks. Get really good talent. Try to mend some fences with Deshaun as you're, you know, you're working with him this whole time. Try to convince him to stay with the pieces. Well, that's not really an option. I think I'm, I think I'm with Ricky. I think you, I think you have to move him. Well, it also, it, it extends outside football too. Like Deshaun said that the whole the priest, I forget his name. Yeah, just that was a huge turnoff. He also said that they didn't, the they didn't confront were, him about the hiring process. None of the for the GM or the coach. Thirdly. He, like, asked them, apparently, I guess, when there was, like, when I think when it was the BLM protests, that he asked, like, the Texans, I don't know, to do something, put out a statement, anything, and they did nothing, and that really mm. pissed him off. I mean... And, I mean, like, that's, that's tough, you know, because it's a big statement. You're in Texas. That's the predominantly... Red, red state. Red state. Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to get into the politics of the United States in this podcast. Right. We're the, we're the like, Houston Texans. <laughs> but, like, I don't think... I there's think just been, is, there's just been no middle outside. ground. There's I been think, no middle ground. I think yeah. this goes outside of football for Deshaun. I think this is like a... You are a horrible organization. See, this is what I don't understand, though. This is what makes me mad about Deshaun Watson. It's like, you just decided, you literally just decided to sign a five-year, hundred-plus million-dollar extension with this team. I mean, so- And there's no way that the writing was not on the wall with this franchise for the years past. Like, it's it's not like this stuff is happening in a vacuum. Okay. You know? Here's the thing, though. There were two things I'll say. One, when he signed his five-year deal, DeAndre Hopkins was on the team. So then they just got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, which if you uh, imagine if you're Russell Wilson, if you're Drew Brees, if you're 
Aaron Rodgers, and your team was just like, your number one receiver is See now Devante? gone. See Devontae? See him, Michael. <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I, that I didn't know that, me off. I thought, oh, I thought that he had left, I and then he signed. Know. I didn't even think about that. So... The other thing, and I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. And the, the other thing I'll say, the other thing I'll say, two thing, other things I'll say. One, I mean, get your money. <laughs> like, the NFL is that, it's the same with the NFL and the NBA, and I've always laughed at when people are like, well, you knew what you were getting into. I mean, like, guys like Deshaun Watson, guys like Michael Thomas, guys like, you don't know how long you are going to be relevant. So get your money. <laughs> Set yourself up for when you're retired. Like, if oh, there's a team offering football. you a hundred million dollars, take your money. And and yeah, then later in your career, if you have the opportunity to be on a better team, do that. But if you're on the Texans and they're giving you a hundred million, I would have assumed that they were going to prepare to be a playoff contender, not yeah. trade the pieces that were in for playoff contention. But the last thing I'll say about it is, look, if I'm the Texans, I'm moving him tomorrow. Matthew Stafford got more draft capital than I could have ever imagined. And Deshaun Watson is 10 times better than Matthew Stafford. So if you're the Texans, I feel like you could set yourself up. I mean, I, there is a, it is rare that a team trade, look at the Jets with Jamal Adams. When they were trading Jamal Adams, people are like, best player in the Jets is now gone, right? And now people are saying, well, look at all these draft picks they have. I guarantee you if you trade Deshaun Watson, two years down the line, people are going to be like, wow, you have so many draft picks. <laughs> like, it's not going to just not, now, if you draft uh, See, more, I, I'm just, yeah, I'm not too excited about the Jets' future. Like, I don't, I don't look at the New York Jets right now and I'm like, oh, they're on no, the up but- and up. I don't. Well, here's the thing. They finally hired a coach who. That's will true. Change the Seem, culture. Seems like a good. He's going like to change the hire. culture. They got a Their defense succeeded this year they, for how absolutely terrible their team was. Their defense really did come together towards the end of the yeah, year. They had a top player. Yes, run toward the end of the year. Yeah, and I think they they have the draft picks now where they have the opportunity to further improve. That doesn't mean that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders in the next eight to ten years. But they have the, what, number two pick, right? Yeah. They have the ability to trade Sam Darnold if yeah. they want. They have some options. They, they, have, they yeah, finally okay. have options, which is all Jets fans my, have been asking Because my for issue years. is, like, it's easy to improve when you're, like, winning two games. <laughs> one win, yeah. one win. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but it's the, you know, it's the same. It's the same with the Knicks, which is another New York team. But really all New York fans are looking for is improvement. Yeah. We're not <laughs> yeah. looking for... Championships be, right now. Just we're not small looking moves for, that make sense. We're just we're just looking for. You're like, hey, look, we're actually going in the right direction. All we're asking for is the right direction. That's all Jets fans are asking for. And the head coach hiring, the GM hiring, the amount of draft picks, the young talent that they do have. Uh, Becton looked good Becton all year. Good, yeah. Denzel Mims when he was healthy looked. Is that his name? That's yeah. his name, right? Yeah, he looked healthy either, yeah. all year. When he was healthy, he looked good. Yes, I don't see them being in the playoffs for another six, seven years. Yeah, but at least they're going upwards and not (laughs) plummeting towards or just flatlining at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Just on on the Deshaun Watson point is, I was going to say is it's so DeAndre Hopkins was traded before, so he knew that he was gone. Okay. Um. Also, um, Deshaun Watson was going to get paid, in my opinion. 
anyway, wherever he went. No, that's He's a true. young 25-year-old quarterback that is mobile, yeah, but that can play in the pocket. You're going to get the most money from the Texans. Yeah, I, but that then it comes into the same issue that we were talking about. With, yeah, but it goes past Deshaun because we talked about Russ signing the contract and then complaining about his alignment. Like, none of these guys are going to consider what it means for the team when they're signing a contract that pays them. Tom Brady might be the only person that have, has ever done that, and he doesn't even do it but anymore. The, but the thing, the thing about the thing about Brady and Bree is, is it's like has Bree's taken pay cuts? I don't yeah, know. yeah, he took one last okay. year. But like, they was... have so much money. Yeah, they have sponsorships. They have they they've already gotten paid millions and millions of dollars. So they're finally they can be like, hey, it, they're like, oh, what a nice guy. I'm like, yeah, he's got a hundred million dollars in the bank. Like, it's not like he's like. Oh, this is my first real deal. That's not in the situation that Brady's in. Brady's like, oh, I have six rings. My wife millions makes more of dollars. money than I yeah, do. Like, like, he's in a position where it's like, yeah, I, I take a pay cut to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the average, this is just, I, I get that. I get that. And I think, like, if you want to secure up your family for generations, yeah. it's certainly financially smart. Like, if you're talking about building yourself as a brand, you should be doing that deal. Um, I'm just saying, like, the average the average household income in the world is, like, $8,000 for a year. It's shocking how, like, United States is up around 30000 is the average household. Okay, These guys... Yeah, yeah. I'm super confused for a sec. Worldwide, it's 8000 yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. United States is 30000 <laughs> Deshaun Watson, like, you're, when you're, you're going to get a contract... You're, it's not like because you're taking $25 million instead of $35 million, you're going to be living on the street. No. You know, you're going to become homeless. You're Absolutely. still going to have an unbelievably luxury, luxurious life. But you, you, do so, have to, you do have to take into consideration the fact that a lot of these guys who sign these big contracts, they really come from where they were living. They saw their parents live paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, they're coming so, from... When you get the opportunity to never have to worry about money again, and I know from your from your perspective, it's like, yeah, but what's the difference between thirty five and twenty five? I get that, but when you have that opportunity where it's like, I can take how much money per year and never put it in a bank and never have to worry about it again, I really don't blame them for being like, yeah, no, yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I'm just saying like. There comes a time in a career where I feel like I would stop caring. Like if I'm – I feel like like oh. Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, get your money. You know? Yeah. Get your locked in. But then I'm saying like when you become 30, like Rodgers, this is the perfect example. Rodgers, the way he's he's talking, he's very concerned about his contract. Very concerned. Well, Rodgers is a – He's a head – yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another debate. That's but I'm just, I'm just saying like there, there has to come a point where you care more about the, the right. legacy you leave – than the money in your pocket. Agreed. You know? But Deshaun what? is at the Jason yes, Tatum stage. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I see that. I see that. Yeah. Deshaun He's at is, the Jason Tatum stage he is, where it's like, he get is. your money, and then we'll worry about that in five you're, years. You're right. You know what? I'll, I'm going to concede. You're right. Also, I see, like, after we saw Le'Veon Bell sit out a whole year, it doesn't work. That did not work for it him. It doesn't work. <laughs> no. It doesn't work. You can't sit out a whole year of football. No. Even Gronk did it, and he was terrible ass at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think if if the Texans want to screw over Deshaun Watson, they'll do that. 
but like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> the Texans, if they wanted to, could ruin him. Oh, he yeah. is under contract for the next five years. Yeah, no, but then it's but they, also like you're just paying him millions but of dollars. The, uh, just shit. Yeah. So you lose too. Yeah, you may you as well go get draft picks. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's right. Um, all right. The other big news uh, was before we get into the Saints. Um, mm. uh, JJ Watt. Where do we think he's going? Uh, Pittsburgh. See, I just don't. I don't like think that. they. I, just, I don't think they can sign him unless he takes. Such he's he's in that position where oh I could see him my, taking no money. If he takes money. a veteran minimum, I'm gonna poop myself. I mean, I'm gonna do it. I swear. I mean, please why not? don't. Why because not? That's gonna be. A, yeah, but why not? That's why. Yeah, we're in the studio. <laughs> he, you got to think about. It. He is in that position where it's like it's take no money. No, he is. He is. Like, I just he, think he has made plenty of money. He doesn't need to worry about money right now. And he has the opportunity to play with his brother, which would be. In a Huge big plus. city, big market franchise. In a big market where you, that team is could it's win very a Super Bowl. That's, that's a and they got some Bowl. offensive problems, but that team could win a Super Bowl. Which maybe. JJ does not help. No, but that if team I'm, could win a Super Bowl, JJ, maybe. I want to be on the Bills. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's the most fun team to me because Agreed. they have a great secondary. Yeah. They got uh, Poyer, uh, like uh, Tredavious White on the. On, yeah. Like they have great safeties, great corners. Well, I mean, what, they he's need got, a lineman. He's got a great, great opportunity. Also, like, imagine, like, Oh, like, I'm J.J. Watt. I was stuck on the Texans. They wasted the prime of my career. Let me go help Buffalo get its first ever Super Bowl. Yeah, he, wherever he, he's going to help wherever he goes, and he's got plenty of opportunity. Yeah. And I don't think he'll worry too much about money. So what do you think is, like, what do you, what would be the most fun fit? That's my answer, Buffalo. <sighs> There's a couple of teams out there. What do you think, most what would you want to see him on the most? I don't want to see him on the freaking Chiefs. I'm I, sorry. I mean, honestly, like, like, he should be a nine. I'm just kidding. Get your bias out of there. Like the most fun. It would be the Bills for me. Same because same. their their D line is the most lacking. I think mine would be. Let me like pull also, up some teams that also are like I kind of don't want to see. The I think Bills mine succeed. my most fun would be the Packers. Interesting. Ooh. That was another team that was listed. Yeah, I think that would be my most fun. That's really from, interesting. He's from Wisconsin yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, that would. Be, I think that would be my most. Fun. That would be really interesting. Don't know if I want to see him on the Packers, but that would be my most like, like oh that that's cool. Yeah, but yeah. like I don't know if. Yeah. I think I would enjoy the. Packers and what a statement that would be from from the, Packers, yeah. from the Packers. Well, they need to go get a wide receiver. That's their biggest issue right now. Um, they don't, don't even know. need like a great wide receiver. They just need the fact that they drafted Jordan Love and three running backs, AJ Dillon. That was so pointless. Oh yeah, terrible. It was a horrible team. We're not going to running back too. Uh, we don't need to get into that, but that was yeah. pointless. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, from the even from I the, think Packers the Packers perspective. I thought Rodgers was kind of off the Packers though. Yeah, but like they made it to the NFC Championship. Oh, like no, they were they NFC did. Championship like, they, bound. The Packers were just wrong. Yeah, no. Like no, first they thought Rodgers was leaving, and then when he stayed, imagine they if were imagine like, oh. if the Packers were like, "Hey, uh, we're going to take Justin Jefferson." Like, like just I, I know I'm not saying he would have had the same season, but like. That would have been insane. Putting anybody that's not named yeah. Marquez Valdez Scanling as your wide receiver too yeah. would have helped. But yeah. that's a totally different, um, totally different topic. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, from their management perspective, if you really want to commit to Rodgers, that's a great sentiment absolutely. to follow that up to absolutely. go bring in a big defensive player yeah, for your absolutely. team. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I, do we want to transition to some bat? Oh no, Saints, Saints. Yeah, I can break down the Saints and then we'll transition to basketball. That's if you want, you could keep it short. Sad. I can't do it on this computer. Can you pull up the Saints salary cap table? Salary cap. Okay, you you are the Saints. You are seventy five plus million <laughs> over the salary cap. It's really bad. 
who right. what, what puzzle what pieces are we taking out okay so i think i think this is just sort of what you have to do so the, the funny thing about the saints is the the biggest problem is marshawn Lattimore. you're probably gonna have to lose probably really i just don't think you, you have the opportunity to sign him he's a free agent i just don't think you have the opportunity to sign him okay so coming from a biased saints perspective i actually think we're gonna be okay a lot of people are like the salary cap is it is so it's terrible. I'm not saying it's not terrible, but you have a lot of good players under contract. Like it's not like they just get up and leave. Who are some of the ones on good deals? Like I know not on uh, good deals, just under contract. Deals. So Cameron Jordan is still on the team, still under contract for a couple still under years. Under contract, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Jameis. They locked up Kaysen. Kamara now for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, you are gonna lose some defensive pieces. And and I've been saying for years, when look, I'm not gonna sit here and say that the refs totally screwed us forever. I, who knows? Okay. <laughs> but I do. But I do know that I knew that two years ago that was our year. Yeah. Now we could have lost to the Patriots. I have no idea, right? And we could have still won in overtime. So I, I don't want to sit here and say that the refs ruined the Saints' yeah, you, you opportunity. Yeah, could have lost. That's yeah, not. Yeah. That's not what I'm... But I did know that after that year... It was going to be very hard. It was going to be really hard. Older. Because that was the year. We were the best team in the league. There was no question. Like... Oh stout God. defense. Stout defense. Breeze, Breeze was, was still prime. Yeah. Like, so... Not prime. Yeah, but like... Very, I, I, I think... You guys playing... Paying Janoris Jenkins $10 million a year? Yeah, really. Well, he's a trade. Uh, we traded for him. So, uh, here, here's what I think. What I think is Breeze is going to take a huge cut, so the cap that's, is going to go down. So that's twenty million, probably off the books if he takes a minimum. Uh, I right? think it's thirty. Thirty off the books. He's making thirty million. That. How much is Breeze making? Well, now it's one. Now it's one. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking the vet mid. But but I think this is so. A thing. Is, is Breeze oh, officially wait. coming back? Do we? No. Okay. We have no idea. He could retire. He right? could. I think he's gonna. I hope he does. If I'm being honest. I think his cap hit was twelve. Because I was watching no. Breeze take. Oh my god, dude! I I watched now, him on that play say, where he broke his ribs. I will say his wife came out on Instagram and listed off the injuries that he had that he played through this year, and I couldn't believe he could throw the football at all. He played on a torn like, labor. Yeah, no. Oh it's, my god! So like, I mean, ribs, like the I fact know. that he even could throw the football was mind blowing. Yeah. Right. But I think personally, if you're the Saints, you re-sign Jameis Winston on a low deal because he's not worth anything he's worth you Jack. take Taysom Hill and Jameis and you just duo them I mean Sean Payton has been innovative from the minute he stepped on the football field as a coach you take both of them you just have fun have fun you let Jameis throw most of the time and you let Taysom run and you just 70 30 with it. some mix-ups yeah I mean you have the talent to win to win a Super Bowl I mean like Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl Literally. Even without Lattimore, I think you guys could still compete and you be can a winning compete. team. Winning yes, team. you can. You will be a winning team. People that are saying the Saints are going to go four and twelve because they have no cap. I'm like, look, we still have a good team. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, and a no, good coach. And... We're not the prime. We're gonna be in the Super Bowl, Keep Super that. Bowl or bust. We're not right. that anymore. Right. But we'll be okay. I, I think we'll be fine. Okay. So, um, the thing with Lattimore is he was obviously great. He he was a little too all or nothing in my opinion, as a corner. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. The Just Saints, a little too aggressive for the my... The Saints secondary is so bad. Really? It's never been good. Like, I'm not kidding. Um, Eli Apple, terrible. Um, I thought he played Janoris okay Jenkins for you. Is, I mean, Janoris Jenkins yeah, is okay. 
Um, I, Malcolm Jenkins is good, but he's older now. Um, and Marcus Williams is okay. We've, we're better than we've been. But I think Marshawn Lattimore was so top tier compared to the rest of the secondary that a lot of times the secondary got crushed. And I'm like, yeah, but Mike Evans caught one pass. Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is Godwin had nine receptions for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And Marshawn Lattimore covered him the not at all the yeah. whole game. Yeah. So he only tries against Mike yeah, Evans. There was, there was I will, a couple times where Marshawn got toasted. Oh, 100%. Game. But what yeah, corner remember, doesn't besides Jalen Ramsey? Williams, like, lost him oh, 100%. But I think we're gonna miss him. That yes. I can tell you. Yeah, You're, he's gonna be felt. It's gonna be and as felt. aggressive as he was, Easily that that that, yeah, that yeah, game yeah. swing and yeah. interception. No, yeah, he will be missed absolutely. Yeah, but um, it's but it's also one of those things where like the Saints are smart. They're good enough. They'll they'll figure it out. Yeah, they have that Patriots sort of mentality of like we'll figure it you out. You guys aren't a garbage franchise. No, know? yeah, like, we'll figure it out. You guys know what you're doing. Well, such right. sports. Yeah, I think we might have to. All right, should we start with the Knickerbockers? Uh, sure, I can jump into that. Yeah, yeah, I guess we could do that, and we'll talk about some of the NBA guys. Yeah. We'll... well, I'll keep this to like five minutes. I, I don't have too much to say. Um, first of all, to any Knicks fan that is listening, I mean, this is like the most exciting time to be a Knicks fan in like five or six years. Five, really? Six, seven years. Wow. Okay. Ever since the JR. Ever since 2012, 2013 when we made the playoffs. Because there was a time where I thought you guys were really going to get Zion Williamson. And I was like, wow, this is exciting. Yeah, they I keep think. losing these games. I was like, go, go. And then the NBA had and to And then the lottery. <laughs> but here's here's what I'll say. Um, Leon Rose, I, I know Knicks fans are, are they're scared because, God, we've had so many years with GMs that just make terrible decisions. Oh, yeah. Phil Jackson was horrible, and we all know it. But Leon Rose knows what he's doing, and the, I, the the so far everything he's done has helped. He first of all, the RJ RJ Barrett is looking better and better every game. Look, people have too high expectations of RJ Barrett. It's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, isn't he like nineteen? But he's he's twenty. <laughs> he's twenty years old. We are older than him. Yeah, we are older than him. He's twenty years old, and he only played sixty games in his rookie season yeah. because of COVID. So he's barely a second year in a player. weird year just yeah, yeah he's general. barely a second year player right now right yep and it usually takes guys especially like rj where they do struggle to shoot a little i would bet year three and four is when he'll really pop that would be my expectation yeah julius randall looks like an all-star i will admit i was one of those fans that was like okay we need to figure you out a way to get, get rid, rid of him, of him. <laughs> yeah. because he really didn't succeed last year but he i hope we re-sign him because he He's looks like a guy that you we could keep. He's young. He's like 27. Then you got Mitchell. He's, he's like your, your Mitchell leader, Robinson. Yeah. I love Thibodeau. Has been so great for Mitchell Robinson because he Mitchell Robinson doesn't foul anymore. That was yeah, his biggest yeah. problem. The biggest problem was he played was 18 minutes and had four fouls. And you're like, how is that even possible? Yeah. But yeah, now he's averaging 28 minutes. Leon Rose. This is the first time in a long time that I've been excited to a watch the Knicks play because Ooh. Thibodeau makes us watchable which is awesome I mean the, we play hard defense we you're really going for it we yeah. compete Thibodeau, every game we compete does he which was definitely I've not the case about this was, is Thibodeau a good developer of talent um uh it depends because this is the thing about Thibodeau this is his only knock in my opinion his knock is that if you don't play the way he wants you to play you no. don't play 
So like Kevin, he, he makes your life <laughs> Kevin Knox hell. has not seen the floor. Kevin Knox is done. He's not going to be a Nick in two weeks. I would bet really? because wow. Thibodeau basically was like, I don't like the way you play. I'm not going to play you, right? So, but the but the great thing about which is why I love Leon Rose for the third time I've now said that <laughs> is so first of all he signs Alec Burks who is. For pretty, nothing. Pretty bad. Who but, is yeah. not great, but he's a shooter, yeah. right? So he'll get you 16. Space the floor. Space the floor, perfect. Yeah. Um, Nerland's Noel, great signing because he comes off the bench. He doesn't have to do anything. He has averaging, what, three blocks a game. Yeah. That's nuts. Oh, my God. So a uh, great signing. Obi Toppin, I, I don't know a lot. He's coming he, off the bench, right? Yeah. Okay. Hasn't played a lot of games because he got hurt. So, But I will say he fits the Thibodeau mold. He's a tough-nosed dude. Good defender. Plays hard defense. Yep. And he's de- he's developing. He'll get there. He's real, just developing. Real Carlos Boozer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Amari it's not a horrible comparison. Yeah. yeah. And the the one that will just forever amaze me is they had the twenty seventh and the th- the twenty seventh pick, and they somehow turned the twenty seventh and thirty third pick into the twenty fifth pick. I don't. Don't understand how that even happened. Yeah. And Is that quickly? I yeah. Quickly. Yeah. And and what's amazing about this, and I think people need to realize, is that came from the Porzingis deal. Wow. So the thing about the Porzingis deal, now I think yes, overall it's never gonna be a win for the Knicks because the people we got Dennis Smith never turned out. But the you what the just traded him though, right? Yeah, yeah. What the Porzingis deal did was it gave the cap room for Julius Randle, who now looks like this. Yeah. How many? What's his? Do you have? A, do you have the stats up? Yeah. He's literally what's, what's playing Randall, better than what's Randall doing. Is he back up to like twenty ten every night? Uh, 22, 22, 11, and six. Yeah. So you know who else has those numbers? Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't think Julius Randle would ever be that level. But I think that, you know, a lot of people are going to say that the Knicks should be just losing games because we need draft picks because this next draft class is something special. Absolutely. But I think, you know, as a Knicks fan that's watched our team be terrible for so many years, to finally have a team that when I turn on the TV, I'm like, we're competing with every team we play, except maybe the Clippers and the Lakers, which is fair. And the Warriors. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, you got guys, like, I look at our roster, I got 10 guys. Now, you have no star. You have no superstar, no star, which is where you'll fall apart. Right. Which is why they're 13 and 15. But you have 10 guys on this roster who are NBA basketball players, who are very solid NBA basketball players. And Derrick Rosen quickly off the bench has been phenomenal in the couple games that I've watched. Do you think that Rose starts at a point? I mean, I've I been hoping they wouldn't. move Alfred Payton for years. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't, seen I don't like Payton. There's like a yeah, tweet with yeah, the, Alfred yeah. Payton had like a burner. But, and he was well, fighting here's what I'll say, and then, and then we can move topics because I know I've, I've dragged on about the Knicks for a while. Here's what I'll say about Alfred Payton. I think the last couple games I've been very impressed because he's finally come out with some tenacity. He's played very hard. But he can't shoot. And you just can't be a point guard in this league you cannot be a point guard on a team that the way, the way the Knicks play offense is pick and roll and in the post with Julius Randle. Yeah. You can't be on that team if you can't shoot. Like in, Unless you are a phenomenal distributor 
or defender. Yeah, which he's not. He's if you're not either of those. Yeah. So if I'm the Knicks, the 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 only the last two moves that I make in the offseason or in the trade deadline is I trade Alfred Payton and Kevin Knox for a young guy to somebody, to a contender. And then I take Austin Rivers and flip him to a contender because he now doesn't play at all now because of the Derrick Rose trade. Yeah, he was and playing I think, well. I think he you can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. He played well against the Jazz <laughs> and no one else. He averages like... He's averaging like eight points a game and, I, and the two Jazz games, he had 27. And every other game he has like four. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, it's just the... The thing that I'd say about the Knicks is is no one wants to fall into like the Cleveland Browns trap or or like the Timberwolves trap where you're where you're where the Houston where Texans you're like now. yeah it's like where you're you're bad yeah like that's the worst spot to be right at like the fourteen thirteen yeah. seed yeah absolutely because the thing with the Knicks is that they have the terrible owner right so when you have that you don't attract big time free agents right. there I I just if you want that big star, yeah. you might have to draft him. Is no, my and, worry. And I think I think it's possible, but the other thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of why people go certain places is culture and the and the like the vibe around the team and what Thibodeau has done, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to New York right now. Mm. Yeah. You know it's a big market. It's a shock that Thibodeau was able to It's a big market. It's a big market, right? Everybody wants to play in Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's just true. Yeah. Like anybody who was Derrick Rose when he got traded was like, "Cool, you get to play in the Mecca it's just, is awesome." It's the Mecca for some unknown so, reason. Like, <laughs> what I do think is true is, yes, as much as you're right that the Knicks might have to draft, but the Knicks are that are one of those teams where like people will go there if you develop the right culture. Yeah. Like they, the Knicks are one of those teams where They're like big all of a sudden could you be could be. Yeah. You could have three stars. Like it, it has happened because so, it is a big market team. I mean, so why didn't why didn't Kyrie and KD go there then? Because James because Bowen. the culture was terrible. They That's my point. Even. Think about last year, right? You had Fidsdale. You were the one of the worst teams in the league. You, and the Nets had a good culture. The Nets and the Nets had, had a good culture. And I think and I think young promising players. The the thing that excites me about the Knicks right now is if you're a free agent, a big time free agent, and you're looking at the Knicks, you're like, okay, so we have. Young talent in R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and possibly Obi Toppin, right? You have a guy like Julius Randle who can be a second guy. A number two, yeah, he could he be could a great number two, number two, right? I think you finally have like a, oh, I'd go there. Maybe, like they have yeah. guys who I want to play with. You know what I mean? And yeah, no, and, we're not and, there and yet. And the other thing that comes with, with building pieces like that is the ability to trade them. A bit, a hundred percent. You can trade a bunch of them. hundred percent. And big so fish. far, they've done pretty good. Yeah. I, I think, I think people are hard on the Knicks because it's the Knicks and the Knicks. Uh, there's four teams in basketball that people always look to: the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and mm, recently it's, it's really been the Warriors, the Heat, uh, the Heat. But yeah. probably the the Bulls yeah. are the four the like Heat and the Bulls are the four so. teams that like when you think of basketball, you think of those four teams. Celtics, Lakers, Knicks, and Bulls. Yeah, and recently the Warriors. And so people are very okay. hard on the Knicks. <laughs> people are very hard on the Knicks because they are supposed to be better, which is just true. They have tons of. Money, but I think yeah. for the first time, I'm just excited that for the first time, I feel like we're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And well, I feel like good. we have guys that I want to see play. You know what I mean? And that that is all I'm asking for right now. I think that if the Knicks could 
like established like a good like roster that you would gain more New York fans because agreed. Madison Square Garden is sold out every night. People, most of the people is in New it? York would rather root for the Knicks than the Nets. It's just the yeah. Nets are insane right now. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I think the Knicks are definitely four to five years away. I have no doubt about that. But I think they have a lot of cap room. They have they have the ability to now go after free agents because I think you can't go after free like Anthony Davis would not have gone to the Lakers if LeBron wasn't there. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. like, and I don't think LeBron goes to the Lakers if they don't have some semblance of something. Right, they had like, some young players. Right, just, they had some young players. They had some talent. Name brand. No, I agree, but I think the Knicks finally have a culture. Yeah, which is like I want to go play for the Knicks because they have a coach who cares, and they have players who play tough defense, and they want to win, and they have they young guys look, who they can look like succeed. They don't look like we're just falling apart. Yeah, yeah. Which is all I'm asking for right now. Yeah. <laughs> now in three years, I might be asking for something different, but right now, I'm happy with just that. Okay. Yeah. In three years, you're gonna be like. God, RJ should have been MVP. What the? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the Knicks are right there with some teams right now. And I like, think we're going to make the playoffs this year because the East is just gross. The East is kind of gross right now. I was looking at that in the standings where it's like... Well, the Celtics are the four seed. And we're one You're game. You're 13 and 13 now because you lost today. 500 team, yeah. And the Knicks are 13 and 15 and we're the seven seed. <laughs> so, like, we're like all sort of right here. And the yeah. West is just way better. Um, we're we're barely trying to stay in. Yeah. That's it. So. Yeah. So. All right. You want to move? Yeah. The, the, I just want to talk about, um, just a touch on Draymond. We're going to talk about both of our teams a little bit. Okay. Uh, I I was saying to him, I was saying I worry about Draymond right now. He's he's been on a steady decline, statistically steady. Like it's gone from fifteen okay. a game on that championship team to eleven. To nine, if, to to he's at like five now. If you'll allow me, I'm gonna argue you okay. on this point pretty hard. And oh, yeah. I would like to say Ricky can absolutely confirm this. I don't. I have never rooted for Draymond once. That is true. Okay. Never right. once in my life have I ever said to he Ricky, hates Draymond. I do not like Draymond." All right, so I'm I'm interested. But this is what I'll say. I watched the Knicks play the Warriors, and in the first half. It was 50 to 51 at halftime. And Draymond, right before the half, got ejected for yelling at James Wiseman, which was a horrible. The ref just yeah. assumed that he was, was yelling, yelling at him. At the ref, like, so, so he was yelling at James Wiseman to move or do something, and they ejected him. And the Knicks obliterated them in the second half because the Warriors had no defensive identity at all. At the beginning of this season, the Warriors looked like they could the Warriors looked like Steve Kerr was trying to teach them calculus, and Steph was the only one that understood it. Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre looked like they were just running around and shooting bricks. That was, yeah. that was essentially <laughs> yeah, no. the beginning of the year, yeah, right? It was. It was pain. And Draymond showed up into the system, and Kelly Oubre and Wiggins actually looked like real basketball players, which has never happened in the history of Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. And I'm not saying it's all attributed to Draymond. You're right. On some level, he can't shoot. At all. But see, this is the thing. Is like, Draymond used to be a guy where if I gave him an open three, I'd say, okay, shoot I, that open is, three. Which is Back true. Back in 2016, I would, if you gave him an open shot, a deep jumper, or a three, I would be okay with Draymond shooting that shot. Which is true. Somehow, he's gotten worse. And like now I'm like, oh God, 
Draymond, what are you doing? But you know? here's the thing. He has found other ways. He's literally the glue guy, which is amazing. I also was watching his decline because, again, I'm not a huge Draymond guy. <laughs> so when he was declining, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. He's not a superstar. I don't know why anybody thought he was a superstar. But this year has absolutely proved to me that they need him on the floor, which, yeah, he can't shoot. And But the other night he had 14 assists. Like, he he will continue to find ways to help them, regardless of how much he can't shoot. And you're right, he is struggling offensively and will never be the same offensively. He's never going to be able to shoot again, I guarantee it. But, I mean, the thing is, back... Back, you're referencing like when we were we had Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut, right? Yeah, yeah, Steph Clay. He was never our like third shooting guy. Like Harrison Barnes was always our third option on offense to like shoot or score or do whatever. Like yeah, and he was still, but he was still able to get 14 points a game no, yeah. on a very yeah. crowded no, talent wise. He's team. definitely nowhere near where he was in 2016. But to say that the Warriors don't need him is absurd because he is so yeah. he is so important to that team. They don't succeed without him. They really don't. Okay, so I haven't looked into very much what the Warriors have done with and without Draymond. It's really bad. I, mean, Draymond. I, I have another point. Yeah, you're good. I, I have another point that I can bring up is... So, Steph Curry this year doesn't really pass a lot because he's been scoring. I think that if you have the ball in Draymond's hands and you're having him pass it to Steph, how do you double Steph? If how wait, you, say that again. So how do you how do you double an off ball player in unless you're like in a zone or like like you can double guys on ball easily. Yeah. But like if you start doubling guys that are off ball, you're just gonna have a mismatch. Someone's always gonna be open. Well, right, because the, the appeal of the double is that it's hard to pass. Exactly. If you're doubling someone, that's it's gonna be a disaster. Exactly. Yeah. So um, when you have Draymond, this playmate, because no one else on our team can create plays. Or can initiate See, plays. I don't agree with that. Like I, who, I've seen who, Draymond who? with the the notion that Draymond Green is an effective distributor. I, I don't like I see him there are games where he gets a lot of assists, but I also see games where he's committing these ridiculous turnovers, throwing the ball away. Yeah, but we've always like Steph gets ridiculous turnovers too. Like when you're the I, I was going on to say that outside of Steph, Draymond's the only person on our team that can create plays. Yeah, that's true. I was just going to say that. How is, like, I... We don't have because a he, point Because guard. he... Draymond cannot shoot. I just don't understand. A playmaker means, to me, Rondo, not just someone Rondo that can pass can, to someone in transition. Rondo wasn't it's also shooter. someone that can create in the half court. It's, it's, well, it's not really about... It's not, it's not really about his... It's not really playmaking. It's more... He's, he's always in the right spot. It, he, he does goes where all. Is. This is a very big basketball term, but he does all the little things, right? He's setting the screen. He's setting screens. He's getting rebounds. He's he's always finding the open guy. Like knows where to rotate for everyone. And yes, there are gonna be games this year where he is the reason they lose because he goes one he, of nine. He oversteps his grounds. Like, yeah. Right, but but I think the thing about that is like I think it'd be tough not to overstep your grounds if you were a different player at some point, right? Like, he's not going to just... He's a confidence guy. He's not just going to lose confidence. So, like, he's not going to stop shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's confident he's going to make that shot. Look at Russell Westbrook. 
guy can't shoot a lick. <laughs> he just fires that it up. That doesn't mean he's not firing it up. He's a confidence guy, right? And Draymond's the same way, but he helps them in other areas. But, you, I mean, to say that he hasn't declined is... No, no of yeah. Of course he's declined. No, completely. Um, I just... So... But the thing is... I, I understand just... that he's a leader. I, I get it. Like, there's a leadership element. Udonis Haslam makes a huge impact on the Miami Heat, and he doesn't even play. So, I just, like, I worry that playing Draymond so much just because he's a leader, like... Outside of shooting, what what do you not like about his game? Well, I mean, we we brought up that he's getting rebounds. He gets five rebounds a game. That's not enough for me. Like, he gets, gets, in the past four years, he's averaged seven assists. That's, That's more than a normal power forward, but it's not enough for me to really want Draymond Green out there. I mean, like, he's not... I, if I wanted a good defender that could score five points a game, you you could go get Andre Roberson. I just think And it's... then go find a leader, like a... Yeah. To... No, and then you're right. I think part of it, though, is like he's... He's so... um, Like, Steve Kerr's system is very complicated. And you could see it at the beginning of the year. I wasn't kidding. Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins looked like Kelly Oubre still has no idea what he's doing. No idea yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, they, I, I noticed some of that. And too. Draymond is important to that because he very much knows what he's doing. Yes. So yes. to have a guy that just at least, and he, I think he's also he's going to be a great influence on Wiseman as well. Yes, that's going to be so. Like good. because Wiseman's big thing is he's sort of very calm and relaxed all the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think Draymond is going to give him a little fire. In yeah. Him. That's and, something and, that Draymond can definitely do. But, he's, but I, he's I very do, similar to Marcus Smart on our yeah, team because Marcus Smart drives me freaking crazy how much which he shoots. Which Draymond will do because you're like, why, dude, you're one of nine and you're 0 of 4 from 3. Why are you even shooting again? <laughs> but Marcus Smart is another example. He's a confidence guy. Yeah. He's not not taking that open 3. No, he's going to. He's going to take it. And, and because there are some games where you're like, holy crap, you just went 7 of 7 from 3 and yeah. is the literal reason we won that game. Yes. So I, I think Draymond... Yes, is just going to keep declining. He's just going to get older, and he's not as he's not athletic, and and I get that, but he will continue to have a place in Steve Kerr's offense because he is important to their just glue, which is very hard to see in stats. Glue isn't really a stat thing; it's no, just the the ability to hold a team together. Yeah, we're I, just a better team with him. I I just as a whole. Yeah, I. How much are you guys paying Draymond? Too much. That's yeah, that's too my, much. That's too my much. real worry. But they couldn't I mean, not. Like, the thing is, like, the thing is, is like his contract is not like everyone's gonna look at his contract and be like, oh, we're overpaying him because he isn't this like crazy offensive player. You just couldn't not pay him though. They won so many championships. <laughs> like, like no, like that. But that yeah. that's why teams just don't win forever. Like that's because eventually they gotta pay everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I'm a vital part of this team. We just won a championship. <laughs> yeah. Dennis you know? Rodman, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if realistically speaking, the Lakers probably wouldn't have paid KCP. Probably, right? Yeah. But KCP was a very vital part to that championship run. He they really was. So how can you not pay us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he has all of the argument of, like, what do you mean? He has I the leverage, yeah. Like, five or six clutch shots. I played great defense. I started the whole finals. And you're not going to pay me the money I ask? Like, Screw you. I I just want a chip. I don't need this. Yeah, like, it's just part of the way it works. Yeah, no. I I just, yeah. I I think you guys are right. Like, there is definitely off-ball stuff that that Draymond does bring. Even when Clay is there, Clay is not a play initiator at all. Oh, my God. He can shoot the rock. Yeah. He'll shoot. 
Joe Harris gives the same vibe. He's the same vibe as Clay. Yeah, I, oh my God! Don't if you leave well, him open, is it's Clay, going in. Clay is an elite defender, though. Yeah, Joe so. Harris is not. I hope Clay's still an elite defender by the oh, time he is. I know. Yeah, I mean, we can move off Draymond. I just, I just, I think it's very weird how his numbers how are going to suck. His numbers have always. I, I just wonder what, why. But he's like, a, well. How it's the come... same. It's the same as Westbrook, right? Westbrook relies so much on athleticism. Blake Griffin relies so much on athleticism, right? And Draymond relied a lot. The only reason Draymond had stats was because he could shoot the ball good enough, yeah. right? Yeah. The minute the shot goes out the window, he his yeah. stats his, down uh, the His offensive game is yeah. very limited. And same with, I mean, look at Blake Griffin. Dude's averaging 12 a game. Yeah. yeah has he's, not, he's has not dunked since 2019. That's a real thing. Wow. Like... I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's disgusting. Guys like that, guys like Russell Westbrook, they are just, they rely so much on one thing that when it goes away, everything goes away. Here's just my worry. It's like, how many, Wiseman can't really shoot. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can shoot enough. Really? Enough, enough where. I don't think Wiggins and Uber, that's how I categorize them. I categorize them as like they can shoot. The Warriors, the Warriors yeah. have a lot more problems than than just Draymond. But like, I mean, the Warriors whole, are not if you a championship look at team. Our whole team, our whole team can shoot, but Steph right. is our shooter. Yeah. yeah. No, the Warriors. The minute Clay Thompson got hurt, the Warriors' title hopes went absolutely out the drain. Yeah. And uh, nobody's going to deny that. No. They they will make the playoffs. They may make some noise, but they, come on, we're not they're not going to beat anyone. They're going to win the championship. And Wiggins and Oubre are not well. Not by the next time the Warriors win a championship. Who, who would you rather? Because you're probably going to keep one uh, and move the other when oh, Clay I would comes back. Move Oubre. Uh, really? Completely. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either because Oubre is young. So, uh, so is yeah, Wiggins. Wiggins. So is well, Wiggins. The thing is, my thing but is, Wiggins is making a massive amount goes, of money. My thing goes outside. Like Kelly Oubre is very like. Too, I don't I don't know how to say put this into words, but he's like very like tunnel vision on offense. Oh if yeah, he has not, no ability. If he's not in the corner waiting for the ball, he has no. He has the ball and he's driving. When he drives, it's going up. Andrew Wiggins, you've watched a lot only, of Warriors games. I've just watched a lot of basketball. Yeah. I'm just happy it's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like COVID made me like I was like oh I need to watch more basketball when it comes back and and. No, yeah, that, honestly, I've watched yeah. a little more basketball. But I think oh, honestly, to be honest, if I'm the Warriors, I'm saying see it to both of them at some point. I'm okay with Wiggins, honestly, because I think, one, Wiggins knows his role. He's okay taking yeah. the backseat to our entire team, honestly. He, he'll, there's games where he puts up, like, five shots, and I'm just like, all right, Wiggins, like, you can just do that. Yeah, but, that's true. It's a good like, point. My thing is, is Wiggins has proven he can defend people on ball in a, with our team. He's gotten a lot better at defense. He has gotten better. The knock on him was that he was not great on defense coming in. But yeah. I think but Steve like, Kerr he has on, he put on muscle. I good coaches Draymond, can sometimes. I think Draymond was like, "You're either playing defense or I'm yelling at you for 48 minutes." Like, yeah. well, Wiggins just also, until this year, really hadn't improved at all. No yeah. part of his game had improved until literally this year. <laughs> That's true. Which is amazing because he has so much raw talent. Yeah, but. I mean, the Warriors are that are that interesting team where like you've won three titles and you probably won't get there again unless Clay comes back prime Clay. Like, well, I mean, Steph. Well, it's just it's just because you're all he's thirty. Not, he's not like like Clay isn't this guy that relies on athleticism. No, just no, no. Like Steph, and but like, but I'm saying that like you know. 
the part of the you're gonna need another guy. Yeah. If if you want to get back to being top tier caliber, you just are. Yeah. Like with the way the league is right now, like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nets, the I these guess, are like the stacked. Jazz. These are like stacked teams. Like you're not beating those teams yeah. in the playoffs. Like you just aren't. Yeah. Um. And most likely, unless they figure it out, neither are the Celtics right now. Um. Yeah, and, I worry and about that's, them. And that's the big. That's the thing is like you're you're just in this weird position where it's like, well, we've won three titles, and Steph is still amazing, and we're still good, but we're not championship good because realistically, every year there's only like four teams. We're, we're kind of. Like I still think if you're the, if you're the Warriors, you have to send it. You just get a oh plan yeah. plan as yeah. if Clay is going to be that guy. Absolutely, because Steph and Clay are going to be good for another five years. But I also might. <sighs> I, I, I just, feel like Wiseman, if he takes. A slight leap. Oh, I'm huge. I'm very high on James Wiseman. Really? James Wiseman and LaMelo Ball, both of those guys, oh my goodness. Why do you say that for LaMelo specifically? Oh, just the improvement. Pull up up his stats. Because Lonzo had tons of court vision. I saw a lot of the things that I saw in LaMelo and Lonzo, and Lonzo hasn't turned out exactly. Okay, so LaMelo is 6'8", which is unbelievable that he's 6'8". He doesn't look 6'8". Can you pull up his like every game stat? Game by game, that'll just come in the normal Google if you just because put in Lamelo. Because game by game, it is incredible the how much he's improved in like twenty games. Yeah, and, and he, he was averages how many rebounds does he average a game? Six. He averages six rebounds a game. That's a lot. That's a lot of rebounds for a guard. That's and true. Anthony Edwards, he's coming 14. off. The, is he coming off the bench still? Yeah. And think about this: as a rookie, fourteen six and six is what he's averaging right now. 14.6, so you could say 15, 6, and 6. I mean, that's... I always round up, yeah. And and the thing is, is this is why people were so high on Lonzo. This is what everybody thought Lonzo would be. Yeah. Is this, like, he is he's he's what, very he's efficient. What every, he's what everyone thought. Yeah, that's a great smart. way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart. He's smart. But Lonzo had, su- and same with LaMelo, they're such good distributors of the basketball yeah. that you were like, how could you not succeed? If you find a way to be at least a little efficient scoring... You're going to find a place. You're going to find a place... Yeah. All the time. Lamelo just has the confidence in his game that Lonzo doesn't. Have. Right now. Yeah. Well, he the, has a norm, more normal of a shot, a more NBA yeah. beneficial I mean, like, shot. So his Lonzo's rookie year, he had yeah he had a thirty point triple doubles occasionally. Yeah. Like, That's true. Lonzo was good. Did he, you? I think it's game. I'm over. not. I haven't jumped ship on Lonzo either. I Lonzo's the guy that might get moved uh, at the trade deadline. Lonzo. Lonzo. I, yeah, I mean, like Lonzo we and JJ about... Redick. Just yeah, as guys that could potentially so, be moved. Yeah, we okay, about so I'll, I'll I'll take you through it just really quick. And then I want to talk... Can we talk about the Pelicans? Because I have sure. so many things yeah, to sure. say about the Pelicans. Absolutely. Okay, so he started off in, De- in December. His highest points was 22 last game in December. But he started off like 0, 13, 6. Not that many assists, not that many rebounds. And then at the end of December, he had a 22, 8 rebound, 5 assist game. Right? Every game at the beginning of January had over uh, over 10 points and always had some sort of six assist, nine rebound, something. Yeah. Recently, in February, I'm going to list off the point totals. 14, 22, 34, 19, 24, 17, 20. So he's all of a sudden over 15 points a game. Yeah. In two months. With a 35-pointer, yeah. And he is, I mean... Almost every game he's got five plus rebounds, five plus assists. Like, 
I've never seen a guy. He's 19. I've never seen a player in so long. That young. Just making that much of an impact. Literally just skyrocket. Just like here? And then, like, I mean. I mean, he just needed to get used to it. Like, he's been playing pro systems overseas. Every game he does something that you're like, oh, that's new. You know, he pulls out something with his passes or yeah, and, his and, defense sometimes. Yeah, and and which Pants. is amazing. And 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 yeah, he's a better shooter than Lonzo, and he gets to the rim better. Yep. He's a better finisher than Lonzo. Like he gets yeah, to the rim and finishes. Very, Lonzo doesn't do that. Very crafty layup. That, um. And I think, oh man, the Pelicans are just too funny. So here's my thing on the Pelicans. <laughs> uh oh, the Pelicans are the worst coached team in the league. It's not close. Are they still Alvin Gentry? Stan Van Gundy. Hire Stan Van Gundy. Hire Stan Van Gundy. So now you got to think about this. So Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram are your two stars, right? Both of them succeed closer to the basket. Zion needs to be next to the basket. He's a post guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon can shoot the three, but he's more better posting up sort of— He's great in transition if you really watch him. Okay, so so Zion and Brandon both also great in transition. Lonzo was your point guard. Phenomenal in transition. If you full, full if you transition, guy in theory to distribute to those players. Okay, so then in the off season, the Pelicans decided we're gonna go get Stephen Adams, who is just a big brick in the middle of the paint, right? So he does nothing for you because Zion needs to succeed down low, which Stephen Adams just clogs. Ingram likes to get to the paint too. Ingram likes to get the paint, clogs the paint, right? And Stephen Adams is slow, so he's not running in transition. Oh, and they picked up Eric Bledsoe. Who bad can't shoot, also who needs to get contract. to the rim, yeah, who just stands there. The oh, it's so and, dumb. Oh, my God. Stan Van Gundy runs a half-court offense. If you oh. watch the Pelicans play, he slows down the game absolutely incredibly. And what's amazing is people are like, Lonzo's not succeeding. I'm like, no. they put him in a half-court offense. <laughs> How would he succeed? Like, you, he has to run in transition. He, if you and run him you in transition... you need him to be lights out from three him, with this structure. You need to give him shooters to pass to. Like, right. well, now, they kind of have J.J. Reddick. So their starting lineup is Lonzo, Eric Bledsoe, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Steven Adams. None of those guys can shoot. Oh, man. Like, you've, you forced Lonzo into the shooter role. You forced Lonzo into the shooter role. You forced Zion to find ways to be creative to score, which he's amazing, so he's done. I mean, the other game, he, had, he went 13 of 14. But that's the other thing. He was uh, 11 of 12 at halftime in that game two days ago, and he finished 13 of 14. It should be a crime that he takes two shots and a half. Oh, man. Uh, That team is... Sam Van should be fired immediately. I mean, immediately. That team is so poorly coached, it's unbelievable. And I don't know who's making the moves, but the moves haven't made a lot of sense from a general manager standpoint either. Really, really bad. So, and and then they want to move on from Lonzo. It, it, It makes it sound completely oh, I, asinine I, to I, have Lonzo and J.J. Redick on the trade block when those are the two guys that could potentially save no, you. Like It seems like this team could Is be... Stan Van Gundy one of these like old head coaches yeah. that hates shooting the three? I don't know about hate shooting the three, but he is an older head coach. I mean, he was the, he was the no, magic like, guy back with like that was why that yeah. Was, so he well that's that's how everything you know failed because like the triangle doesn't yeah. shoot threes. Well, I think I think honestly to the, the biggest thing is that you have to let that team run in transition. You just do. Yeah, yeah. And they don't. And and Lonzo. Ooping now this is Zion. to his own fault too. I mean, he can't shoot. Yeah. He's better this year. He's shooting better. He's like in the thirty fives, which isn't <laughs> terrible. From no, from three, I mean. Oh, which okay. isn't terrible. That's not bad. Well, no, it's not. But he's not comfortable. But he's just not consistent from three, which I—that's fine. 
you're powerful. If you run him in, no, no, I'm talking about Lonzo. Oh, if you oh, run okay. him in transition, that's fine. Yeah. I wanted him to go to the Bulls because I thought Lonzo? Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big rumor. I thought Billy Donovan with Zach Levine and mm-hmm. Wendell Carter and Lori Markkinen, like they could really that run been, in transition with that team. That would have been a fun team to watch. That's my rant on the Pelicans. Yeah, I, well, I mean, oh, that, yeah, wow. That, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. I didn't realize how mismatched really they any, were too. I haven't really watched any Pelicans basketball. I feel like no, and 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 I haven't watched a ton. I tune in because of Zion. But it is amazing, and well, there's just so many teams in the NBA right now that just play no defense. I mean, that Warriors Mavericks game, even the, the was Brooklyn Nets, <sighs> Brooklyn Nets are the Mavericks are unbelievable how little defense they play. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's amazing how little defense is played in the NBA right now. Because Doncic is not great, Zingas is not great. Like, and then it's like Tim Hardaway, and then pff, yeah, yeah they've got a huge drop off there. But the Nets are super interesting. Yeah, they're the most. They're the most interesting team to see. I just, yeah. I, I, again, they have the talent to win it all. Um, no, it's it's going to be. Can they have unquestionably just, the most talent in the NBA. Can by it just far. be? Can pure offense win? Win really? And well, if it does, then the Nets will win the chip. And can their heads stay cool enough? Although, yeah, these I are think... guys with with attitude issues that we've seen on prior teams that. Have big egos yeah. that want the ball. They want shots. Yeah. They want fame. Well, I, I think you, I think the Nets will make moves. I think PJ Tucker will become available at some point. I think they'll they'll go after some low. Like Jamale McGee will become available at some point. They'll figure out a way to get some defense in there. Decent defenders in there. That I th- I think that'll happen. And the other thing that's true is, I watched that uh, the Sixers Nets game that was on TNT. Mm. Was it no Clippers Nets mm. that was on TNT? They just went back and forth, back and forth. In the last four minutes, if the game is close, I find it very hard beating the Nets. Because they got, I mean, the Clippers put Kawhi on Durant and Paul George George on Harden, and so they just gave it to Kyrie. Yeah. Although, as you say that, I'm just thinking that the Clippers are actually better designed for that than most because you still have Pat Bev. Right. And a lot of teams are not in that luxury position. Another team that actually. Is my Celtics that actually could match up well because you could put Tatum on one, you could put Brown on yeah. one, and then you can actually put Marcus Smart on another. But the 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 amazing thing about the Nets is that's shaky. Though. In the NBA, shaky. it All is a little shaky. Those are shaky. In the NBA, well, Marcus Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, and Tatum Marcus Smart the, are great defenders. Yeah. But yeah, the okay, well. the interesting thing is the in the NBA, the last four minutes of games really is when it's close. Just give it to your guy, let him ISO. Yeah. Run a pick and roll, let him ISO. I mean, the Warriors do it with Steph. Yeah. The Lakers do it. It's literally, the Lakers are just, at Becomes the end of the games, yeah. it's just LeBron and AD. Doing and then they want. one of them might pass it out to somebody to he's, shoot it. It's like wide open. But they're not like getting doubles. the ball to do anything, right? Yeah. And the Nets have the three at their position, the three best at that. So yeah. I, I just saying, again, the basketball is there. I, I think that that team should, un- it, it yeah. means championship or bust. I mean, after I just think that this locker room has a very good chance of imploding at some point. Did you very did you read chance. the article the other day about what Kyrie and James Harden? Were yeah. Were? yeah, yeah, point so, guard shooting guard. I think I definitely agree I with you. I I'll tell you, huh? I definitely agree with you that they if can there's implode, any locker room that explodes, they can implode. Right? But it would be I really this don't locker. think it's going to happen. I thought they were going to implode too, and then James Harden just was like, "I'm not." going to Yeah, shoot. James Harden apparently. <laughs> I know. Now, when you see him making that much said, sacrifice, it's said, like, whoa. I, well, the thing is, Kyrie said to Harden, like, and this came out like yesterday, yeah. he was like, I will play shooting guard. Yeah, and you you will play, play point guard. guard. Do whatever you the, want, playmaking wise. The and other I thing. I will go and play a shooting guard and yeah. go score the ball. 
And then Harden. Harden, wow. was, did. Harden was like, yes. And the okay. other thing, the other thing, <laughs> yeah, which is nuts. <laughs> Shows you where Harden's coming The back. other thing about the Nets that's really, really cool to see is Harden is running that second team. Like the way that Steve Nash has done it, where they start all of them and then they bring, they bring Kyrie they and KD Harden. out and they let Harden run with the second team, he makes that second team go. It's so fun to watch. Well, we knew that James Harden could I, do that. He I can take a not, bunch of scrubs. I am like, not well, rooting for the Nets. With the second unit. We'll I am not Tony rooting did. for the Nets. Yeah. Of course not. We hate them. I'm yeah. a Knicks fan. Yeah. I don't want to see them win. Especially not. Right? No, 100%. But I can't. I can't help but be absolutely just so impressed by how James Harden has completely turned his game around. And just the second team is him, Bruce Brown, Timothy Luau Cabro, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, I don't even know who plays power forward, to be honest with you. The fact that I could name the three yeah, of those was honestly, amazing. Oh no, they don't. They don't have Kevin Durant as their power forward because oh, and, they do. And Landry do... Shaman and Shaman. Oh, no, Jeff I'm talking Green. about the second team. Jeff Green. Oh, oh, Jeff Green. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, Jeff Green. He does start. He now. starts. Does so he the... start the four? I think. Yeah, so they, the... ran, I, well, they run depends. Durant at the five now. Because they, they just That's right. They the were trying that now. The, so the, before it was Joe Harris would be two. Right. Yeah. Or sorry, it would be Joe Harris three. Yeah. Durant four. Right. DeAndre Jordan five. Right. But they bring, which was a good move because Jordan off the bench is almost better. But Harden, I'm looking at who he's playing with, and I'm like, okay, these guys are scrubs. Like, they are. DeAndre Jordan isn't good anymore either. He's a big boy. Well, he is a product of Chris Paul. Yeah. But Harden makes that... And now he's about to be a product of James the Harden. Only, the only knock on the Nets is their defense is terrible. But I, we'll see. It's going to be defense very interesting. Matter if he's I'm very excited. They're fun to watch. If we get a Nets-Lakers finals, I will be... not leave my couch. <laughs> like that, I mean, it's very exciting. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just trying to... Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, the last thing I think I'm going to talk about, uh, just real quick. Do you guys think there should be an All-Star game this year? I no. Don't, I don't know. No. First off, it's a crime that they're playing a 70-game season after the bubble. Yeah. I know we yeah. love the NBA. I know we were sad when it left. Well, and I think then we a were lot super the... happy about the bubble. But you get what, like two, one, one and a half months of rest? Uh, well, well, again, Ricky, I think, I think well, this, yeah, is, this but... is something that both the players – and the owners yeah. were with. Because I, I don't have a problem. All, it makes them all money. I don't have a problem because with 72 games re, restructure TV deals and they lose a lot of their finances if you if you go to a less than 70 game season. Well, I know a lot of players were just mad that it started in 2020, the season at all. Well, I, I, I most of those players came from the teams that were farther in the playoffs though. So, I, I don't have a problem with the 72 game season and the NBA has done a phenomenal job. I mean, they I keep coming either. back with the COVID tests and it's like one dude. Uh, almost every time, which is, I mean, they have really done a phenomenal job with COVID. I think the problem with the All-Star game is it's like, I don't know we how. all know it's a money grab. Yeah. And also like the All-Star game, with I'm the shy. exception of like the weird rule change last year where they played to a set amount. Yeah. Like the All-Star game is not watched. Well, also it's, it's the play, the players were expecting, if they had said at the beginning of the year, we're going to have an All-Star game, also, nobody would have cared. Also last year with the Kobe thing, I think it had an yeah. added extra. It's the fact that they just added it now. And it's yeah. like LeBron and all these guys were like, I'm going to get a week off to just rest. And yeah. now that's gone. Yeah. No, it's it, – I, I completely can, agree. It's like can all, NBA players opt out of the All-Star game like NFL players do with the program? Probably. Probably. But Which I think you'll see. Well, yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't get that. No one really watches the Pro Bowl. No one really watches no, the the All Star game anyway. Now with risks of COVID and yeah. players needing rest, probably more than they ever did. Now you decide to just kind of force it, force the issue. No, no it Did just not doesn't understand make sense. It. it just doesn't um, make sense. Yeah, so I just want to talk. I just 
want to talk about my Celtics really quickly yeah, go, before. Go, go, go. I just like well, I was talking. Is you were saying to me earlier that uh, Kemba Walker we should move, and it's I'm just a like firm believer in that. Yeah, I I, I'm I have sh- been for like two years. I'm starting sure to yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to ask you which big which big because I think everyone knows that the Celtics are in need of a big man. I mean, we can't. We have. Six eight, six eight, six eight. That's as high as we go until Taco Fall, you know. So it's like yeah, six eight, six eight, six eight. Yeah, seven, seven. Like Danny Ainge is just like, let's just get someone to just bump up the average a little bit, you know. But so Uh, can can Marcus Smart run things? Do you think we need to get a guard out of the deal? No, you also need a guard. I think was Pritchard good enough even to? No, not yet. Yeah, not in the playoff scenario. Yeah, regular season maybe, but playoff no. I think if you're the Celtics right now, the, the big problem you have is you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, the what what no one was expecting was that Jalen Brown be this would good. be this good. Yeah. So the Celtics didn't do the wrong thing. They signed Kemba because they needed another guy who at the end of games could, could get them the buckets that they needed because it was just Jason Tatum. And then all of a sudden, Jalen Brown was Became also a playmaker. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is fine. I mean, great. It's That's a good awesome. problem to have. Yeah, it's yeah. a good problem to have. But I do think that Kemba isn't a very good defender. He's getting older. He isn't an awesome distributor. He's a good enough distributor. He's a good morale guy. I like his morale. Good leader. Yeah, great positive leader. energy. But he is the guy that gets the ball at the end of the game, which now he is not because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are there, and he's just sort of there. Yeah. I- and he's not a spot-up shooter, and I think a lot of people are ragging on his his shots. Like, he's not shooting very well. And I'm like, of course he's not shooting well. He went from the guy who got, I mean, everything every went through shot. Kemba. Yeah. Everything went through Kemba. To now, all of a sudden, he's getting shots at random points of the game, and it's like you're not going to succeed as much if you're not, re- yeah, like, in the moment of the. The thing, the thing that's weird about him is, is, uh, like, his free, like his free throw percentages are way down. Um, not percentage, but like free throw attempts per game. And he's not he's less comfortable than he was just driving to the bucket. And that's kind of the Kemba we need. We don't need another, you know, just spot up shooter, you know, like we need someone that can kind of drive, attack, and either finish contested layups or dish to no, a, another player. Absolutely. And Kemba's been I don't know if you guys have seen this, he's been shying away from the rim. And when he's should be taking layups, he's kind of doing these step backs. And he's kind of falling back, and it's yeah. like sometimes he pulls it off, but it's not it's not the same Kemba. I don't know if there's a fear of injury there. I think he's getting older too. Yeah, so he's lost a little bit of a step. He has yeah. the injury was part of it, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, he's also like not a big guard, so it's probably harder but, for him to get around. Like, bigger yeah, guards. you you are in a tough position because there's not a lot of teams that are like, oh, we'll take Kemba. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, true. I wouldn't want Kemba. Like if I was the Knicks, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Really. Yeah, because why? If you're a bad team, why take a con- a big contract when you're? It's not going to help you in your future. It's not Kemba's part of your future. So it, at this point, he's just a salary dump. If you trade him, I mean, because the most likely you're gonna you're not trading him to a contender. I mean, well, that would be the team that would want Kemba. It's a contender, right? But what like contender the, the, is going to give up their big man? I mean, yeah, it's, I'm trying to think. Because I'm thinking teams that would make sense for Kemba would be like the Lakers, right? right. If we just go through like, it, the Jazz, the Jazz, Rudy, the Lakers are fine. 
The Clippers, I mean, you want Zubak, I guess, but that wouldn't really be worth your time. No, um, it's not worth Kemba. The Suns, Aiton is their centerpiece down low. I mean, they're not moving him. The Nuggets, Jokic. Well, the Suns also have Chris Paul now, so yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't want him. They already have the guy, yeah. I'm just going through the teams in the West. I, yeah. I mean, the Warriors wouldn't want him. What about the, the Magic? Because that's been rumored. The Magic is the Magic and the Cavs are the only place it makes sense. But what's interesting about that is you're not getting a guard in that deal. So you are going to end up running with Peyton Pritchard. Also keep in mind, the Celtics have a $30-plus trade exemption. So the money doesn't even matter. Right. We can kind of we have flexibility in that realm. We can take on a massive contract in return. Um, I always thought Wendell Carter would be an interesting option. So you really, like, it just... I, I don't know if that's going to win. Like... Oh, we, you're in a tough spot right now. We give up Kemba to Absolutely. get Wendell Carter, you know, like no, even you're in, a, you're in a really tough spot. In even that regard. Jared Allen is not good enough, I don't think, to put us over the top, no. you know. And you can't get a guard. For That's a why I'm saying a guy like Vucevic could be huge. Because no, I think I think if you move for Vucevic, you, you That's can a put win. yourself in a good position. Yeah, but but you're just in a tough spot because, again, in my opinion, there's only three teams, maybe four, that, that are interested. Win, that are, no, they can win. The whole thing. And want Kemba. No, no, I'm talking about in the NBA in general. Yeah, okay. There are four teams, maybe four. I think there's three that are actually finals contenders. Lakers, Clippers, Nets? Yeah. Maybe the Bucks. Yeah. If they get there. They have the pieces. They, the and, and they give them time. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then there's that second tier. And that second tier to me is Celtics, Jazz, Jazz. Suns. Um, who's the other team in there? No, don't. <laughs> Philly. Philly's the interesting one. I don't understand Philly, but the tough thing about that is you're you're so close. We also could play the long game. Like it's not like these. It's not like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are, are no no yeah, twenty eight. You know we no, don't no, I mean, have you, to win now. You definitely could just run it with Kemba for two years and then let him go and go get somebody else. Right, right. True. Just let him off the books. Yeah, and then try, try to revamp some them. contracts. Um, Absolutely, and also draft players. Like we've been. We've got some good pieces on that bench. And that's the other thing, Jack. It's like, I think Peyton Pritchard's become an interesting piece. Grant Williams is playing well. He surprised me. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good defender, and he's been hitting threes, which is any team wants that. Absolutely. So he's I'm saying the Celtics also have a few more draft picks. They got the Thunder draft pick. It wouldn't be like you're just we're just going to no, give you no, Kemba. No. no, no, no. So you could find – I mean, if you're the if, – if you're Cavs – Vucevic would be an interesting deal because I feel like the other thing you could do is you trade for Vucevic and then you 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 don't win this year and then you go draft or sign a tough-nosed can Dist- shoot the rock point guard distributor distributor yeah. yeah and I and that yeah and then you could be in a very good position position next year right right um but yeah no it's I mean like like I honestly think I would take Ricky Rubio over Kemba right now. On the Celtics? On the Celtics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, not in general. I would definitely take Kemba. But Ricky Rubio, to me, would be perfect for that team. Like, just... I had the same thought, actually. Never has to shoot. We need Rajon Rondo back. <laughs> just do a one-for-one Rubio for Kemba Rubio swap. For Kemba. Yeah, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, all right. I Yeah, I know. I think that's, I think that's pretty spot on. I, I'm just... I think there is promise just from the sense that it's not like we would just be giving the team Kemba. No. You would get, you would get luxuries absolutely. aside yeah. from him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. I think I, we're good. Yeah. yeah well, let's, let's wrap it up there. Jack, thanks yeah. for joining us. That was yeah, absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Um, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, we'll get you, look to get you back in some more shows in the future. But Absolutely. We yeah, you and you and Rob. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we can do a double yeah. once that mic gets sent to yeah, us. Yeah. Um, Sounds great. Hour. We went an hour forty, guys. So. <laughs> wow. And I think that's even light. We may even yeah. have more. So. Dang. All, All right. right. Well, happy yeah. Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> yes. From us at Playing the Field to you at home, thank you for listening. That's right. Signing off. Signing off.